0: Dylan James right here on JDF Media with Out of Bounds. This evening, I'm joined by none other than Tyler Sorensen. As always, Tyler, how are you doing this evening, sir?
1: Uh, Tired. It's my first night not doing broadcasting. And it's been a fun season so far, but man, it, it, it drains you. It drains you a lot more than I thought it would, talking about sports.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's fun to do it. But yes, at the, at the end of the day, you do it so much so often. It uh, definitely gets a bit tiring, but it's always good to have some football talk once a week here on Out of Bounds. If you haven't done so yet, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, on Twitch, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're everywhere. You can follow us on our podcast as well. Uh, We would love the support there. Ryan Hoover, longtime Indianapolis Colts fan from um, Pennsylvania, actually, is in the chat. Tighten up, brother. What a season we're both having Yes, um, it's an interesting season for both of our teams, but uh, this weekend will be definitely an interesting game to be watching as well, which I'll be going to. This will be the second time I've seen the Colts this week, uh, this year. I've actually, I saw them um, back when we played them at Indianapolis a few weeks ago as well. So uh, it'll be good to see those two teams collide once again. Hopefully we can even up the series for for the year as well. Having Gardner Minshew as the quarterback instead of Anthony Richardson, it kind of changes the way you scheme things. So um, I'm interested to see how they scheme against Gardner Minshew this week. So hopefully we can we can get a win for the Titans. Sorry, Ryan, but I mean at least even up the series. You know, make it a little interesting this year. I think that would be a good thing for both of us. So um, it's it's wild to think that we're so far into the season. We're going into Week 13 tonight. We'll be talking about what happened in Week 12, but some also some. Pretty big storylines coming out of this week already. Aaron Rodgers. That's all I have to say. Just Aaron Rodgers. He's come back on the practice field. He's opened up the 21-day period to return from injured reserve. If he doesn't make it in those 21 days, then he will go back to injured reserve for the rest of the season. But he's hoping to get back uh, quicker than that. So we'll talk more about that. We'll also be talking about Zach Ertz. He was waived by the Cardinals today. And that was an interesting move by them. So we'll talk more about that. We'll also talk about Deshaun Jackson retiring. We'll talk about Von Miller with his arrest warrant being issued after some uh, domestic assault allegations and all of the action that happened in week 12, ending the show um, around 645. Our good friend Alex Pieper will be joining us to give us his Peepers picks for week 13 and to assess how his actions been doing since week nine of this NFL season. So it'll be fun to uh, check out some of those numbers as well, but let's get into it real quick. Um, You know, you are a green Bay Packers fan. You probably know this guy better than most fan bases in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers. His name has crept into our conversation. The past few times we've had a show here for out of bounds. And this week it's come closer to fruition for him to actually come back from his Achilles injury that he had seven. The announcement came 79 days after the incident occurred. The announcement came yesterday that he had opened up the window, the 21 day window to return back to the NFL field to play quarterback for the New York jets from injured reserve after tearing his Achilles in week one. What are your thoughts on this? How feasible do you think this is for Aaron Rodgers, knowing how well you know him being in that area in Green Bay? Um, just give us your your thoughts on this on this whole story here.
1: I mean, he's stubborn as shit. I mean, I'm going to play that bluntly. He's stubborn. Uh, 79 days ago, he tore your Achilles. You can still barely walk. Um, I think if you do come back, he is turning 40 in less than 13 days. I think he turns 40 December, December 12th. So that's starting 40 that's not good you're probably not gonna be able to walk in 10 years you're probably gonna be, have to either walk or a wheelchair to move around I, I think he's stubborn i think he really he finally realized like hey he don't have a team i should just he should just stay in ir but i think he's too stubborn to do it um i think he knows this is probably the best shot for the jets and him to make a last second super bowl run um especially with the way how they've been playing but i think I think it's bad because the Jets are getting the same experience that the Packers have recently where Rodgers goes out, signs all his friends and now Alan Lazard's getting uh, healthy scratch from games so I think it's Aaron Rodgers being like hey look I can still make these guys good I can make them good I can make a play instead of having Tim Boyle and Zach Wilson two of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL play which I, f- I don't say that lightly because I really like Tim Boyle as a backup quarterback because he always seemed fun but he was never really all that good but I mean, you just can't do that. You just can't be out hiring your friends. Randall Cobb hasn't done anything after week one. Alan Lazard hasn't done anything in that $44 million contract. Billy Turner's, Billy Turner is a turnstile. Nathaniel Hackett is proving the allegations right As as the Denver Broncos were just a mismanaged mess last year. I mean, it's just a complete mess in New York right now. It is a mess in New York. I could
0: say that. I know that one person that's really happy that this is happening is Garrett Wilson. Because of the season Garrett Wilson's had so far this year has not lived up to the expectation of Garrett Wilson. So I'm sure he's excited that Aaron Rodgers has the potential of coming back in the next three weeks. This team is still not too far out of the playoffs, which really any team in the NFL right now is, I mean, all teams seem to be in shooting distance of the which is crazy to me. This far into the season, we haven't had many teams drop out mathematically from the playoff formula. But the Jets have, a, they still have a pretty good shot. They could still potentially get in. Like you said, Boyle's not going to do it for them. Zach Wilson's not going to do it for them. That goes back to the question that we had a few weeks ago before the trade deadline. We talked about the Jets and said, what are they going to do with quarterback? Are they going to keep Zach Wilson? Are they going to find somebody else? They decided to go with Zach Wilson, and look what's happened to them. Two weeks ago, we talked about Aaron Rodgers coming back. We said, look, if they win at least one of the next two games, then that will put the Jets into a position to where they can be successful and potentially make a playoff run, and that's when Aaron Rodgers will probably look at the team and say, okay, I'll come off of injured reserve, and I think we can get there and have a shot at this. They lost both games. Lost the, the game two weeks ago and lost the game last week. Zach Wilson was your quarterback two weeks ago became your backup quarterback or your third string quarterback. And then Boyle came in and didn't do much better for you the next week. And you lost both games. So you're wasting the talent of this defense and you're wasting the talent of these wide receivers. that could potentially play better with an, a former MVP two time MVP playing quarterback four time. for you for I'm sorry. Four time. I, I knew it's been two <laughs> times. It was, it was two consecutive back to back, times. back to yes, back, back yep. to back the first time and the second time. Um, but, you've won MVP four times. So, I mean, this guy can get you the ball when you need him, when you, when you need to get it. So I think that Aaron coming back, this injury, the surgery that he had is something that hasn't been done before. It's, it's a newer surgery that's happened to where there's some sort of cuff that goes around his Achilles to like protect the injury. And it's supposed to be, I don't know. It it sounds like there's no name for it right now. As I could tell, I, I tried to do some research earlier did not see a specific name for it. But people are saying it should be the Aaron Rodgers surgery at this point. Kind of like Tommy John. If he comes back from this and actually plays within the next three weeks, it, it's going to be miraculous. It's, it's nothing like we've seen before in the NFL. Now, will he stay on the field once he gets out there? That's another huge concern as well. Because the offensive line has not been able to protect Zach Wilson or Boyle the past this whole season, really. So will he be able to stay upright? That's going to be a huge concern for them. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is on the trajectory to get there. He has three weeks to figure it out. I think what's going to happen is that they're opening up this window just to give fans hope that he could potentially be there to help. But if they lose two of the next three weeks and they are – there's a slimmer – a sliver, I'm sorry, not a slimmer, a sliver of hope that they could potentially make the playoffs, but it's very minuscule. I have a feeling that Aaron's just gonna say, let me let let me stay on IR for the rest of the season and we'll start back next year. But maybe this gives a boost to the locker room as well. Maybe this makes the defense say, Let's listen, if we stand if we step up for the next three weeks and win some games, win at least two of the three games that we have next then maybe we can do something if Aaron Rodgers can get back on the football field. But until then though, it's still up in the air. He's been on the practice field. He's been out there practicing. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I still think it was a mistake for them to move forward with Zach Wilson. Obviously at this point, we can say that hindsight being 2020, but we were both saying that at the same time, when it first happened, they should have gotten a quarterback. They shouldn't have just went on with Zach Wilson and Boyle and said, Oh, we're good. We'll, we'll potentially have Aaron Rodgers, towards the end of the season, and our defense is going to be great. Well, when you have injuries on your defense and they're not playing at the level they should be playing, they can't bail you out every single game. And so, unfortunately, they're in this spot. But Aaron Rodgers might come back. He might be the savior for the Jets, and they might get make it to the playoffs still, which would be a, a heroic turnaround for this team, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, huge. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you're the Jets, if you're Rodgers, I think if you're Rodgers, you need them to win the next two games. They face Atlanta. Atlanta and Atlanta and Houston and Houston. You need to win those two games. Then he comes back week three versus Miami at home. Again, if he comes back, that could be a win. And then for Buffalo, who's in second place right now and starting to look like, hey, we're starting to slide. Their last win was against the Jets. They lost against the Bengals, Broncos, and Philadelphia. They face the Chiefs. They have a bye week this week. Chiefs, Dallas, Chargers, Patriots, Miami. That's their last five. Four of the Three out of those five teams are very very tough so you're banking on the Buffalo bills to lose you to win some more and then and then after that you have Miami so after Houston you have Miami Washington Cleveland and New England so that's a very winnable schedule and that can get you to second place in the AFC East right now you're four and seven Buffalo Buffalo six and six if you're able to win these next two now you're six and seven hope you're hoping that that ch- the Chiefs end up beating the bills so they're now at six and seven you're tied for a second and hopefully, hopefully Rodgers can come back and bait, beat the dolphins. But I think at that, at that time, I, if I'm a jets owner, I think I'm a jets coach. I'm telling Rodgers, no, you're not going back out there no matter what. But I, I know again, it's a, it, this, this league is a, is a um, results based product. So if you're not out there winning games, what are you doing on my team?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and Aaron, he knows he's getting towards the end of his career. He knows that he's not in the league that much longer. Um, He sees the light at the end of the tunnel at this point. So he wants to play as much as possible. He wants to go out there and cement his legacy even more so than he already has in New York and potentially make it to where they can get to a Super Bowl and finish his career on a high note. Kind of like what Peyton Manning did a few years ago. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Again, it will happen if it happens. If it doesn't, then, you know, it's, it's no, no harm, no foul. But um, I think opening up the window is a huge deal for this team, for the fan base. We'll see if he can actually make it in those 21 days or not. Yeah. Another move that happened is Zach Ertz. This just happened today, actually. Zach Ertz got waived by the Cardinals, and it was after he requested to be cut by the Cardinals so he could go somewhere else. Just because the Cardinals are just that bad. The Cardinals are just not good this year. I mean, obviously they weren't going to be good anyway. But Kyler Murray had a good debut, came back the next week, did not do well. And so now they are uh, not looking so hot. Zach Ertz says, I want to go somewhere else, potentially go to a, a Super Bowl contender. And, I mean, a team that sticks out to me would be a reunion with the Philadelphia Eagles, if I were Zach Ertz.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, to, taking you back to it, they don't really have who's their. I don't even know who their starting tight end is right now. I think it's still Dallas Goddard. I think he I think got so. Injured, I think so. So I think having that reunion with him, you know, he knows the playbook left. He knows the playbook in and out. I think that'll be a good reunion, especially with Philadelphia looking like the probably the most dominant team. High dog. Uh, in the NFL right now, to try to make it to the Super Bowl, I think they're probably favored right now out of every team. I don't think there's a team in the AFC, which is weird to say heading into the season. I think we all thought that the AFC was more dominant than the NFC, but now it's sort of flipped on its head again. But again, Eagles look dominant, and I think it's going to be interesting to see, especially this week when they face the uh, when they face the 49ers in a re- rematch of the championship game last year. Now the 49ers actually have a tr- actually have a quarterback on their rosters instead of a uh, complete injury prone. E- everybody's injured, so it's going to be interesting to see how they do this week. And I think, especially if they do end up losing this week, I might as well get some extra firepower on that team.
0: Absolutely. And it looks like uh, Dallas Gardner is the starter there. However, he has been held out. Um, he is still questionable to return. because the forearm injury he had a few weeks ago. So, yeah. Um, sure. He's been down for the past few weeks, so having a pass-catching threat like Zach Ertz coming back into your organization for Philadelphia make you even more potent than you were before, I think that would be a benefit to Jalen Hurts and to the offense in general. So uh, Zach Ertz, keep an eye out for him. I have a feeling he'll go back to the Eagles soon. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out tomorrow or Saturday that he signed with with the Eagles again. I mean, at this point. So and he might even play next yeah. this weekend if he gets signed that quickly, which we'll 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 see if that happens. Um, another story here: Deshaun Jackson sticking with the Eagles theme, I guess, because we've had so many stories with the Eagles recently. Uh, Deshaun Jackson set to retire with the Eagles tomorrow. He actually announced uh, today, it sounds like. And over the summer, he had a cryptic message on Instagram talking about one of one, you know, uh, it's fifteen years. I did it my way, things like that. Um, It finally happened, finally came out down the pipe that uh, he will be retiring tomorrow as an Eagle. What do you have to say about Deshaun Deshaun Jackson, um, his career in the league with the Eagles? He played with the Raiders for a little while for, uh, I believe, a a season. Um, Yeah, he also played played with the Ravens last year, too.
1: Yeah, he played with, uh, let's see if I can go through his full career. Eagles, Commanders, when they were back with the Redskins. Yep. Rams for a year. Yep. Raiders with a year, and then now with the Ravens for a year. I think after that Commanders stint, I think you could sort totally of just forget about those last three years. He wasn't really doing much and wasn't progressive. But I mean, he's got one of the most memorable plays in the in the NFL in their in the NFL's history with the uh, Miracle in the Metal Part Two. I mean, speedster wide receiver. It sucks that he wasn't able to ever win a ring, but. I mean, at the end of the day, some people just aren't lucky enough to get one. You, see, you forget how lucky people are to get one, especially with Tom Brady being in the league forever and getting seven. So it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, you wish he could get one, but I think I think especially if the Eagles win again this year, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they do see an honorary ring go to him, especially with him retiring an uh, Eagle. But, I mean, I think he's definitely one of the best wide receivers in the 2010s, like top 10 at least.
0: You know what? I think he might have been a Super Bowl champion. I think he was with the Rams when they won. Was he? Because his his pro football reference shows that he's a Super Bowl champion. He was there in... It might have been... Maybe not the Rams.
1: 2021. Yeah, 2021. That was the okay. year with the Rams. Yep.
0: It's 2021.
1: I forgot he was with the Buccaneers as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean he has been with several teams. But yeah, so he, he did get a Super Bowl.
1: So yeah, so, so I ring, mean hey, he did get he has a ring. Just like an OBJ ring, like, hey, I wanted to get one, go sign with the Eagles was they, or signed with the Rams was able to get it. So I mean, hey, I mean, what can you do? I mean that, that sort of puts away my sort of <laughs> your, message button I mean, like <laughs> I mean, hey,
0: hey, it, it still works, though. It does. It does. I mean, I think the Super Bowl ring helps because when you look at, especially pro football reference, I believe he had like a Hall of Fame monitor score of like 53 or something along those lines. It was actually lower than most Hall of Fame wide receivers. So he might be on the edge of being a Hall of Famer. Um, but the Super Bowl ring definitely yeah. helps. I, it definitely yeah. helps. I think being memorable Deshaun Jackson was a very memorable player, especially with the Eagles. Um, Redskins had some some memorable plays as well. I, I think that he, he's definitely a guy that he had three Pro Bowls as well. I mean, you know, so he, he's he's had a decorated career um, from you know from the looks of it and, and all the memorable plays he provided over the past few over the past ten fifteen years. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if he actually gets in there one day.
1: Yeah. It looks like right now looking at it that 53.5 average Hall of Fame wide receiver is one Oh three point 65. So he's a long shot, but I feel like at the end of the day, it's not just based off numbers. It's based off how many people remember you. And I think I would be surprised if he obviously doesn't, I don't think he will get in with like a first ballot or second oh, no, ballot or anything no. like that. But if like, I think later, like, w- like one of the, um, what's it? the older players, like how they have like the one player, one coach sort of thing, like in like a, and like not in modern era, but in pre Super Bowl era. I think he could get a nod with that or late or like like a Tory Holt like super late in his uh, uh sort of Hall of Fame cycle mm.
0: yeah. I mean, We'll have to see. I know there was another wide receiver on that list. I looked at it earlier um, that was close to him, close to the same score he had, but it was a wide receiver from like the sixties. So uh, obviously it's a a completely different game than it is today. And I mean, I'm sure it's probably a bit easier to get to hall of fame at that point than it is today. But um, I mean, yeah, uh, again, he he was very memorable. Uh, He is a guy that was one of the top names in the league for a long time, especially with the Eagles. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but Kudos to Deshaun Jackson on his career, great career, and um, yeah, enjoy retirement. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's probably been retur- he's probably been enjoying it already. He probably knew it was going to happen anyway, um, but it's just official now with the Eagles tomorrow. So, uh, yeah. last but not least, Von Miller today. This came down the pipe as well. Von Miller has a warrant out for his arrest after uh, domestic assault allegations against his pregnant girlfriend. Um, tough blow for Von Miller. Obviously if that, if that is true about what happened, then he should never play in the league again. But, um, this also hurts the bills as well. The bills need pass rush help. And Von Miller was that key piece for the past season, I guess you could say, because he was there a little bit of the season last year as well. Um, but now they don't have him uh, potentially if if this arrest goes through and, and they book him, things of that nature. Um, what do you think about this story with Von Miller? And uh, do, do you think this truly affects the Bills moving forward, especially with the skid they've been playing
1: uh, the past few weeks? I mean, he hasn't really played with him because he's been injured as well. So it, they're hoping he can get him back. I think I saw right before we went live that he actually ended up turning himself in to Dallas PD as well. So if he's turning himself in for it, you know that that's more than likely not just an allegation. It's more than likely a real thing that, Sometimes it can happen where it's like hey, this is an allegation but then it ends up going to a more big thing but I mean it sucks especially because it's like it's von Miller it's one of the Super Bowl 50 MVPs one a Super Bowl was one of the one one MVP I believe or was close to winning MVP like just insane career now it's like oh how, this is how you end it like it's gonna suck especially because I think a lot of people had him as a Hall of Fame career type player and then it's like this happens it's like oh okay that's not really all that good and it's like especially with the buffalo they're hoping for him to be a leader and he just hasn't really been that and now it's like okay what's been going on now behind the scenes that he hasn't been playing and he hasn't been playing well either so you're hoping to get him back and now he can't now it's your bye weeks so and now you're gonna to try to find something else to replace him and it's like what do you do now if your are buffalo because you sign him to a multi-million dollar year year that's uh pretty expensive as well so you can't just cut him because he's going to cost a lot in cap so it's just a well i
0: mean if he violates if he violates the nfl player code of conduct i think there's there's usually a stipulation there to where they don't have to pay out the entire contract um but yeah no i mean there are there are a bunch of question marks around this we just got the story today so i'm sure we'll hear more about it over the next week or so especially if he has turned himself in so um just keep an eye on it we'll keep an eye on it here uh definitely follow us here out of bounds and we will uh definitely provide the latest news on the von miller situation and see if they can he can actually help the bills anytime this season um if not though i mean the bills are just struggling and and it's not just i i think that we'll talk more about it in just a minute actually we'll, we'll we'll wait and see the uh the recap um for week 12 so Speaking of that, let's get into the Week 12 recap. Let's start with the first game that happened last Thursday, and it's a game that you probably enjoyed pretty much. Um, the Packers yeah. and Lions played, and uh, Packers won 29-22 to against the Lions.
1: Yeah, the only thing that worried me was really like our second half. We didn't really play a complete game. Our second half, I believe, we only scored like a touchdown, so that's just something we got to work on. Um, I mean, scoring three touchdowns in a matter of in the first quarter is insane. Two of them being pass, one passing, one rushing, and one defensive touchdown with Jonathan with uh, J- Jonathan Owens. I think that's just amazing. I I mean, we – I don't want to say Joe Barry should keep his job because of it, but that's definitely, like, one of the things where it's like, hey, Joe Barry, you look good. Now just hopefully you can do that t- next week as well and not just – have it be a one hit wonder and turn Jared Goff back to the old Jared Goff when he was with the Rams. But I mean, like I think if you're a Lions fan as well, you're starting to realize how far you can get with Jared Goff. And I think it might start to be time with for them to be like, Hey, we got to start looking at a different quarterback this year. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think Hinton Hooker is he's returned to practice with this week. So he got off IR after his ACL injury from last season with the Tennessee volunteers. So Hinton Hooker's out there practicing now. Let's see if he can go out there and help this team potentially be a starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions moving forward. They drafted him for that, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, Jared Goff didn't look so good in this game, and uh, not good on, you know, when it comes to um, primetime games to look that bad, especially with the Lions having all the success they thought they were going to have, and then also having the halftime performance of of uh, what's-his-name, yes. the rapper. Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. Yeah, I created a TikTok about it, and uh, it was the the interview that he had on ESPN. It was, I believe, uh, Monday Night Football. He was talking about a few weeks before this performance, saying like, "Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I'm thinking a lot. And I'm thinking a lot about it. And we're putting a lot of time into this. We're making it to where it'll be just. It can't just be a run of the mill performance. It has to be something great. And all this stuff." And then he comes out in a, an inflatable igloo and well, probably one of the worst sets I've ever seen on an NFL field for a performance of any type. Um, it just was not good. It was not good. I would have much rather had seen the Creed Thanksgiving performance that they had a few seasons ago, or, uh, back, what, it was like 15 years ago or whatever it was for the Dallas Cowboys. I would have loved to have seen a performance like that instead. Um, but Jack Harlow came out looking – Terrible. Um, I I don't know what he was thinking. I have no idea what he was thinking. Um, but that that TikTok had like twenty six thousand views on it or something. But it I,
1: he was I mean, not good. No, I don't think as well. I don't know if this is Jack Carlos' fault or Detroit's fault because I remember I think it was last year as well they Baby had a performance. Yeah, and it was just in a glass box. Yep, in the stands, and then and it's like
0: the stage was on the concourse facing out to the concourse and not to the field. So people that were in the stadium weren't even able to see the performance because it was on the concourse instead. And the performers were like facing their backs were facing the stadium. So it it is a very weird place to have a performance
1: for sure. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just Ford field being Ford field or if it's, if it was like, Hey, there's some limitations to it. Or if it's just like, Hey, this is my idea for the performance. But I know I was looking at, I was watching TikTok, and it was just like, this is what this is what TV sees. This is what we're seeing. It's just like half the field being lit up. And I'm just like, this is this just sucks. And then the performance wasn't even good either. It was a no. bad performance all around. Like the lip syncing was off. I'm just like, come on. Hey, yeah, you could do better. You can do better than this. I want to I can't wait for the one day where MM does a halftime performance for it. I obviously we saw him at the Super Bowl a few years ago, but it's like he's from Detroit. Give him his halftime show. Give him his halftime show for a little bit. I think he'll definitely rock it. And I think if if that shows bad, then we know it's Ford Field no matter what.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, terrible. But hopefully they get a better one next year. Hopefully third time's the charm when it comes to a Detroit halftime show on Thanksgiving. So we'll see how that I goes. I
1: mean, they also had the waxing moon phase, whatever that was. So yes, the waxing
0: you. gibbius or whatever it was called. <laughs> and it, it went it was, yeah. a 12, it was they were 0-12 with that on moon. On Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, and this year they made it zero and 13. So um, if you were a better out there, you probably should have bet that, which we'll talk to Alex about that because I believe that was one of his bad beats from this past week. Um, Let's look at the next game Steelers versus Bengals. Bengals are just not doing so hot after losing Joe Burrow for the season. And the Steelers have actually emerged as one of the favorites now for the division. After all the injuries that have happened and taken place, with Deshaun Watson going down, with Mark Andrews going down for the, for the Ravens, um, and now the Bengals losing Joe Burrow. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers there standing up with Kenny Pickett, and they were able to have 400-plus yards of offense after firing Matt Canada, and I'm sure the team was elated. I'm sure Matt Canada was pissed because he couldn't do the same thing with this offense when he was there as the offensive coordinator, but looking good for the Steelers so far.
1: Yeah, I know one person that isn't that didn't look good though. Deontay Johnson, he did just not standing there doing nothing. His effort so wasn't really I'm, there. No, and I mean you got to look at. I think it's got to be a case study goes on between Derek Carr and Seal. Ce- Derek Carr, what Derek Carr has with his wide receivers, as well as what the Sealers can do with their wide receivers, because this is the fourth wide receiver, fifth wide receiver that we've had have character issues like, uh coming out of Pittsburgh, and then Derek Carr just. Derek being Derek Carr with two of his wide receivers. So, I mean, I don't know what was going on with that game, but it's like, hey, they finally got when they finally got over four years of offense. I think this is what Steelers fans were happy for. And it's like, I think Kenny Pickett is finally proving to show why he was a first round pick, too.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, if you have a competent offensive coordinator with a guy that's first round pick like Kenny Pickett, then you should be putting up good numbers. You should be putting up 400-plus yards of offense and actually utilizing the weapons you have on offense, like Najee Harris, Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, uh, George Pickens. Like th- Those guys are on this team for a reason, so use them. Use them, and, and you're able to score points there. Uh, when it comes to Steelers, though, the next two games they have, they have the Cardinals and the Patriots. So those should be two wins for you. So at oh, that people. at that point... Right now in the standings, the Baltimore Ravens are at nine and three. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns are both at seven and four, and then the Cincinnati is at five and six. Cincinnati is drowning. I don't think they're going to get out of that hole, and especially with the quarterbacks they have on their roster. So Pittsburgh, though, could easily be nine and four in two weeks, and that would be pretty good compared to what the rest of the divisions looking like. And we'll see how Lamar is and the Baltimore Ravens are without Mark Andrews as their tight end. Um, it's going to be a huge, huge few weeks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If they can put up points, then I think they have a pretty good shot of getting number one in that division, which I, I was not thinking that at the beginning of the year, especially how they came out the gate with Matt Canada's offense. So we'll keep an eye on Pittsburgh moving forward, but, uh, they're looking pretty good so far in the AFC North race this season. Um, next one is one that hits home pretty close Panthers versus Titans. Panthers came in with a 1-8 and record, left with a 1-9 and record, and a head coach that got fired because of this game, and Frank Reich, which I'm surprised Frank Reich was even the coach there to begin with in Carolina after his tenure with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm sure Ryan Hoover, if he's in the chat, he can give you a soliloquy about Frank Reich and his time there with the Colts, but Titans came out, looked pretty good in the first half. Uh, scored 17 points in this game overall, which is one of the lowest totals that they scored at home so far this season, but they are still winning at Nissan stadium. They're undefeated at Nissan stadium this season. Uh, Big game for them to stay in the hunt because as of right now with the chargers losing their game this past weekend as well, the Titans are considered in the hunt for the playoffs now in the AFC, which is strange to say um, being four and seven, but what do you think about this game? Did you see any other game this weekend?
1: Uh, I did not. I just re- I saw the firings afterwards and it wasn't just Frank Wright that got fired. It was Josh McCown, the QB's coach, the running backs coach, the O-line coach, I think as well, the offensive specialist or something like that. And then I think also the defensive coordinator got fired. So there's like a total like multiple different firings. So, but I mean like Tennessee finally got a win that was probably, in my opinion, I feel like was much needed. They were on a you can you know this more than I was as I just, clicked. but I think they were on a little bit of a slide. Yeah, they were they lost the last three out of the four, so now they obviously beat Carolina. So I think it's gonna be it's a nice uptick to try to be like, hey, we just gotta get right back on track. You guys do face a tough Indianapolis Colts team that could be without Jonathan Taylor, so that could be another oh, he's big out. swing game. He's
0: here. out. He's out for this. He, week he's as officially well. out. He, he's officially okay. Out.
1: I didn't know if he was officially out or not. Yep. Uh, Jim Mercer so came Jonathan... out on
0: Twitter on Monday or Tuesday saying that he had surgery. Um, and so he'll be out for a few weeks.
1: Okay. I know he said that he's surgery, but I didn't know if he was still questionable or out, out officially. Cause obviously I traded for him earlier this year in our fantasy league. And that has not helped me at no. all. No, it has not. So, um, but yeah, you guys face Indy then at Miami, then versus Houston. So I think the next three games are going to be rough, but if you guys can swing it, you guys can swing it. I know, uh, Trevor Lawrence was making fun of being like, hey, I wish our division was bad again, but I, mean, I like the fact that we've got four good quarterbacks. So, it's,
0: I, mean, I, I think it's going to be really a really good division to watch over the next few years, especially having all four of those quarterbacks, especially if Anthony Richardson is healthy when he gets back next year and plays for the Colts, and you have C.J. Stroud, you have Will Levis, and you also have Trevor Lawrence as well, which we've talked about it too. Trevor Lawrence might be the, at the end of the day, he might be the worst quarterback in the bunch, which would be very fascinating but um all in all yeah i think it's it's very funny for him to come out and say that you know i hope all of our other teams were bad which i mean obviously that's not the case so um yeah i, I think it'll I mean, be
1: hey, a-, in a conference realignment he should be see he would be in the nfc he'd be in the nfc south so yeah
0: yep yeah, true <laughs> um so yeah i think it's gonna be a big game this weekend against the colts Uh, but they they were able to win this past weekend. Will Levis, the only bad thing I see right now with the Titans, the worst thing about it, especially on offense, is that they love to get a lead, and then they just take the ball out of Will Levis' hands in the second half. They just make it to where it's a run game. They're doing these little dink and dunk throws that aren't really working. So they kind of go away from what works in the first half in the second half because they're so conservative with their play calling. That's one thing I would say is... Let the kid rip it. Let let Will Levis throw the ball in the second half. Let him score points because obviously he's showing you that he can do that and minimize mistakes. At this point, if he's making mistakes, I'd rather make him I mean, let him make the mistakes this season than next season when I plan on him being the full starter for next year. We have more weapons in the pipeline. Hopefully we have more players in the offensive line that are better as well. Um, just let him throw the ball. And And early in this game, he was doing very, very well. He still ended up with a pretty good stat line for the day, um, but it still needs to be, uh, he ne- definitely needs to get the ball in his hands a bit more and throw it around because his w- wide receivers are there. DeAndre Hopkins didn't really get involved too much in this game. Although they had three receptions, 49 yards, uh, missed an open touchdown in the end zone to DeAndre Hopkins through, it, through a, um, a check down instead, which not a bad thing. I mean, I, I, if he's going to throw the ball, if if he misses a wide receiver in, in the end zone, it's a far ball, at least check it down. That's fine with me. Um, don't get a sack. Don't get an interception, which uh, that, that that's oh a-okay to me. But he was 18 of 28, 185 yards um, and zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. So he, he put up okay numbers for the day. But again, let him throw the ball a bit more in the second half. That's all I ask. Try to put more points on the board. Don't just play a defensive game in the second half and try to win it that way because – the score is a lot closer than what it was. Let's just say that a lot closer. Um, next game Patriots giants. I just want to touch on this real quick. Giants won this game against Patriots. Patriots are two and nine on the season, not looking so hot for Bill Belichick and the new England Patriots. just kind of fuels the fire for that conversation we had last week about him potentially moving on and going somewhere else in the end of the season. Um, especially with the chargers, Brandon Staley, looking like he's out. There was a report that came out saying that it, barring a miracle with this team, Brandon Staley's out next year, which he should be out right now, but that's just me. Yeah. I think that he shouldn't be the coach of that team anymore. Um, but yeah, giants won 10, ten seven. And uh, that rookie quarterback is playing. He's, he's, he's doing this at the press conferences and he's, uh, he's winning them games. The past two games he's won. So we'll see if how long that magic can last. Um, there in New York. Another I mean, game, yeah. too.
1: Hopefully not too long. Hopefully I was going to say, say, hopefully not too long. But also, going back to the Panthers as well, I know Cam Newton was saying, hey, talking with David Tepper, he's trying to get Bill Belichick and just give him all the power he wants for Carolina, but I'm like, he would not want to go to Carolina. That no. team is in shambles. I he, think... wants,
0: he wants to go to a team that only has a few pieces that need to be filled and not like an entire roster like Carolina has yeah, to. Yeah,
1: I could, I could see him going to, if not the Chargers – Atlanta, because they only really need a quarterback and competent play calling. But yeah.
0: yeah, and they can get a few more pieces in the off season this year and with the draft. So I think that'd be a good spot for him too. I could see them. I could see Bill Belichick going to the Falcons. I, I could definitely see that if he doesn't go to the which, Chargers, which I think he will.
1: Yeah, which that would just be poetic justice. Twenty eight to three, back going to then get, then heading to Atlanta.
0: Wow. That would be, yeah, that'd be a good storyline for sure. Um, next game we got Broncos Browns Broncos are red hot right now. Their defense is red hot right now. And Russell's cooking. Russ is cooking there in Denver, 29 to 12 against the Browns. DTR just could not do it for the Browns this weekend, only scoring 12 points in this game. But, um, yeah, again, the Broncos are, are red hot right now. And, uh, We'll see how they do. We'll see how they do that down the stretch. But right now, they're one of the hottest teams in the league, which is crazy to yeah. think about, especially with how they were playing the first five or six weeks.
1: Yeah, only giving up 80 points since their 70 point loss versus the Dolphins, which that's insane. And, people, and I, I can't say, like, hey, everybody wanted Vance Joseph fired. I want Vance Joseph fired because he should have been fired after, that, after a performance like that. But then. With Sean Payton having be having be like, you know, I trust him. I trust him to put, turn this defense around, and they ended up doing it. That just proves like, hey, they bought into the system. I think that that uh, Miami game definitely was like, hey, an eye opener for a majority of the team, being like, hey, we're better than this. We should not be losing. We should not be. This should not be happening. But now, at least with this win, I believe I think it was just either with this win or last week's win, the Miami Dolphins have officially beaten the team over five hundred. So,
0: oh wow.
1: So they have not yet. So,
0: wow. Um. They, but they have a tough schedule coming down to come down the pike. Broncos play at Texans coming up weekend. After they came off a a loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars by a last minute field goal that got missed. Um. So that was a huge game for the Texans. They lost that one, but they're coming back hopefully for vengeance against the the uh, the Broncos this weekend. Broncos then have the Chargers, Lions, Patriots and Chargers um and Raiders to end the season. So they have a pretty tough stretch of games to end the year, but um if they come out if they come out and win four of those games, then I think that's going to be a uh, a playoff berth for the Denver Broncos, which is again, not something I thought I was going to be saying in week 13 of the NFL this year. Um Yeah. Rams and Cardinals. Rams won thirty-seven to fourteen against the Cardinals. Again, not a good performance by Kyler Murray, but Rams are on a two game win streak. Matt Stafford was twenty-five of thirty-three for two twenty nine. Threw four touchdowns this game. However, there's one trend that's happening. The past four weeks, he's thrown an interception each of those games. So that's something that he needs to kind of fix, kind of correct. Hopefully he can do that. Um, but they play up against the Browns this week. I'm sure the Rams are thinking that's another win. So they're they're playing pretty good right now. The Rams are playing really good football with Matt Stafford and getting all of his weapons going. Um, yeah, 37-14 against the Cardinals. I mean, even though it's the Cardinals, yes, but still. I mean, it, it's it's still kind of crazy to me, though, that Josh Dobbs is keeping them so close in games compared to what we've seen, especially last week with Kyler Murray as quarterback.
1: Yeah, and I mean also going back to the one interception from Matthew Stafford, that's going to happen. I think you're you're living with that. I think Matthew Stafford was the Josh Allen before Josh Allen just goes out there slings it a bit, but he does, he still has that good arm. I'm glad that he's back to being his old self, that rather than last year to, with uh basically it was Tommy John surgery that he had, and then his neck got messed up. So back, good to see him back to his uh sort of former self that we saw when he got when he first got traded to. The Rams and it's like again, I think going to the new coach and I think by the end of this year, I think we'll we'll probably have a. I, it's up to you, but I figured we'll probably have a good old who's on who's on the hot seat for a coaches segment and try to figure out who's on there. And I think one of the big players that I think I'm not talking about is the Rams defensive coordinator because I think heading into the season you couldn't you couldn't really name anybody that was a starter on that team. And now they've played they've been playing fairly well. They've been playing like a competent football team with having really just Aaron Donald on the team. And that's about it. Yeah. With Aaron Lee, Aaron Donald
0: leading the charge though, it's, it's pretty hard to mess that up. So I'm glad they're able to, to play at the level they're, they're expected to play at, um, especially being Super Bowl champions just a few seasons ago. I mean, it's, it was sad to see their demise last year, especially with the injury to Matt Stafford. But this year, that looks like they're a Phoenix rising out of the ashes. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do the rest of the season <laughs> Um, one more thing, one more game before we get to Peeper's picks with Alex Peeper, um, bills and Eagles played hell of a game. First of all, I was watching, I watched a few bits and pieces of it, saw that the Eagles were down. And then next thing I knew I flipped it back on. They were in overtime playing in overtime and I watched the rest of the game then, but Eagles won this game 37 34. The bills are just not looking so hot even after firing their offensive coordinator and bringing in Joe Brady, Brady as their offensive coordinator, still weren't able to beat the Eagles. One, Eagles are a very lucky team this so far this season. They're probably one of the I, – I talked to a Phillies fan yesterday, a Philadelphia fan yesterday, um, and she said to me that this is probably the worst 10-1 team there's ever been <laughs> with the Eagles because they're just not That – they're finding ways to win, but they're not playing at the level that we saw them play last year, offensively especially. Um, They're finding ways to win, but they're just not consistent. They're they're, they're just not playing as well as they should be. Um, But the Bills, though, allowing this to happen, allowing this big comeback to happen, is Sean McDermott on the hot seat yet?
1: I mean, yeah. I think he's been on the hot seat for the last, if not all of this year, I'll say going back to last year a bit. Because just the way that they haven't been able to win games, they almost lost in, they almost lost in the playoffs last year to Skylar Thompson with Miami. Like, you should, if they would have lost that game, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was fired then. But obviously they did a winning. But if you're the Bills, I think you finally you saw your peak a few years ago when you made it to the the championship game versus the Chiefs. I think that's your peak. I think you can't really get past it. Now you just got to try to find ways to improve enough to get. It. And I think that includes if not getting rid of sound McDermott, trying to find somebody on the offensive side that can call plays a little bit better. That fits Josh Allen's ways and, and finding a true wide receiver too, other than Gabe Davis. And I think that's if you address all three of those things, as well as maybe some more options on the defensive side, I think then you could try to be a good team to make the the Super Bowl. But I think it all starts with Sean McDermott more than likely being gone.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think so, too. I think that it all started going downhill when Brian Dable took the Giants job. That that's, that was the demise of Josh Allen, especially from the peak, like you were talking about. Um, just a kind of, he was able to play to Josh Allen's strengths a bit more than what we've seen so far the past two seasons. And um, this team's just not the same. Just not the same as it was. Um, even though they played them close, they gave up that that late lead in this game to make it to where Philadelphia won and extended their win streak and uh, their record at 10 and one on the season. Um, I, I don't see Sean McDermott lasting in Buffalo very much longer. If, if, if he's, I could potentially see him coming back next year. If he has an off a new offensive coordinator, you know, I know Joe Brady is as the interim offensive coordinator this season. Maybe they give him one more shot to say, okay, find your guy. And then we'll see what happens with the roster this year. But if it goes one more year and it's like this, then I, I don't see Sean McDermott, McDermott lasting uh, very long in Buffalo. So um, we'll keep an eye on that situation as well. Um, but that yeah. was week 12 recaps. How do you have anything else to say?
1: Oh, I was going to say, if you're, if you're Buffalo as well, you can't hire within, no. I think that's the number one thing yeah. you need to do. You need to go somewhere else with it. Cause looking at the offense for t- between, Joe Brady and the, and the the guy that got fired. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I can't even it, look. looks basically, it looks basically identical just with them running more runs. Nothing's really changed all that much in my opinion except just more rushing attempts and everything like that and then mm. just they can't really do anything else about it.
0: I mean, another thing too is if Bill Belichick leaves the Patriots this year and the Bills see that, I mean, could you potentially say, oh, well then, let's bring Bill Belichick in instead of Sean McDermott. Kick him out the door early. And you got a Super Bowl winning head coach, one of the most winningest Super Bowl head coaches um, in NFL history, coming in as the Buffalo Bills head coach and potential GM. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad fit either.
1: I wouldn't trust it because if he has, he's more than likely going to be head coach and GM. And the way that he was a GM in the past few years for the Patriots. I would not trust it if I'm Buffalo. Hmm. I would much rather just get a traditional head coach that's been around the league. I would probably get, if, if, Sean, McDerm- if Sean McDermott does get fired this year, I would go for Ben Johnson uh, from Detroit. That's what okay. I would try to do. That's what I would think that would be my number one. Keep the GM the same. you just got to make a few, a few changes on the offensive side of the ball, maybe a few more on the defensive side of the ball, but I don't want to change the whole hierarchy. I think... The Chargers would be the best bet for that as well as Atlanta because they can sort of change the GM and head coaching spot for both those teams. Whereas I think Buffalo, I think they they want to try to make that Super Bowl run, but I think they realized we got to get an offensive-minded head coach in here as well. And Sean McDermott and Brian Billick are both defensive-minded head coaches and especially the way that the Patriots have been sort of run from the GM position hasn't really been well. And I think if you're Buffalo, you're worried about that.
0: Yeah. No, I see that. I see that. And Ben Johnson would be a good, a good pick. Detroit's looked very good this year, so I think that that coaching staff there will not be intact next year just because I think they'll be poached and head coaches in the league somewhere else. Um, But there goes the Week 12 recap. Now we are going to one of our favorite segments on the show, Peeper's Picks. Alex Peeper joining us this week to discuss his picks, what he's done so far this season since Week 9 of joining us and uh, how he fared last week in week 12. So, Alex, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you, as always. Glad to be here.
0: Yes, we're glad to have you. Um, Last week, you didn't start so hot. You had three straight no. losses, but then you, you, you regained it and got 500, 50-50 on the week uh, by having the Denver Broncos, Baltimore Ravens, and Chicago Bears all three hitting on their picks so you're 12 and 11 on the season you're up we actually did some calculations Alex did some calculations on the back end Uh, we looked at his units that he bet on each of those picks he had this season and he is up 3.5 units on the year so Alex kudos to you
2: yeah I wish I would have been in the same mindset uh, that I was in when I made those bottom three picks when I made my first three picks absolutely clearly I was in a different mindset
0: Absolutely. You need. You just needed to be. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you were sleep deprived during those three picks. I'm not really sure what happened, but. Well, um,
2: I can tell you. I can tell you the first pick. Let's just PSA for everybody here. I uh, I updated my pick in the back end with the Packers after Dylan had saw what I put originally. So I really wanted the Packers. So, you know, we got to be official, but. Really, I was about sixty percent on the week. Just gotta throw that out there. Well the one he saw the you saw the
1: no, I was gonna say you saw the waxing moon phase
2: oh yes I, bet on that i I mean I saw that and that that's kind of what a better bets on those type of <laughs> suspicions yeah. I mean, yeah if I, I start I last week I started looking out at the moon and saying, well, okay, if the moon looks like this tonight and I went on my bets. I'm gonna start walking outside every Thursday night football game and look at the moon and then bet how the moon looks. Uh, if it works. yeah,
0: yeah. A few things, you know don't don't bet on the Lions on Thanksgiving. Don't bet on the Tennessee Volunteers when they play the Florida Gators in Florida. Um, you know there are a few of those kind of uh, kind of rules out there when it comes to betting. Yeah,
2: also also just never bet on the over on a primetime game. No. I think over the last like 30 primetime games, it, the under has hit. It's uh, I think except
0: for like three games or something like that. It's uh, yeah, 27 and three is the record of of the under hitting, which is yeah, crazy. Um, so those were your picks from last week, and your 12 and 11 record for the season. But break down what you have for us this week. You have five picks for us, um, and uh, floor is all yours
2: you want to pull up the graphic now, or do you want to do it in suspense?
0: Um, I'll pull up the graphic. Let's do that.
2: Okay. Just walk perfect. us through let's, these. All right. Let's let it rip here. Okay. So Thursday night football game starts in 20 minutes. Um, happy Friday, everybody. Big fan of uh, waking up on Thursdays, knowing there's football tonight. Um, okay. Packer or Cowboys minus six and a half. Right now, I think the line's at nine and a half. You got to pay to bump that thing down a little bit, but I'm just being safe. The Cowboys haven't proved that they've beaten anybody over a record 500. So I over 500. So I don't know if they're going to whoop them. Their past performance has said that, you know, the line says that they will, because I think of a, a, you know, a unreliable past performance against a couple of bad teams, like the giants, the commanders and the Patriots. Yeah. You could cook those guys, but you know, Seahawks got a solid defense. I don't think they're going to run all over them, but take six and a half. Uh, looking into Sunday, a couple of good options, but I'm going with the Steelers here. They're playing, um, uh, they're they're having the, uh, shoot, who do the Steelers play? I already forgot. Um, Steelers play the, I should know this. I picked them. Jeez. Cardinals. Car- there we go. Okay. So my suspicion here, Kyler Murray's game video game controller is operating again. You know, week one. Maybe the video game controller wasn't working, so he couldn't play games and he was too busy focusing on the tape. But I mean, past couple of weeks, I mean he's thrown a lot of picks. He I think he's only thrown like three touchdown passes, and those are kind of in garbage time. You know, you're playing up against a top, you know, a top ten defense. Uh the only bat the only thing you gotta worry about is Kenny Pickett, you know, and the offense just not putting up points, but I think a touchdown is pretty safe. So, Steelers five and a half. All right. Big game 49ers, Eagles. The spread right now is favoring the 49ers. I think it's plus three for the, or minus three. Minus yeah. Three, Niners yeah. got to win by three. Yeah. That is crazy. And everyone thinks it's crazy considering, you know, it's at the Eagles, you know, it's at home, you know, they're 10 and one. But I think the line is just factoring in the fact that the Eagles really haven't been the Eagles the past couple of weeks. I mean, they've, they've, you know, irked out a couple of wins. Um, But I like the 49ers here. They're healthy. I think this is a game for Brock Purdy to show that he can be an elite quarterback. I think he steps up and, um, you know, he he proves himself. Uh, All right. Now we're going to the Sunday night game. We got the Chiefs at the Packers. So I think Jordan Love's been playing pretty good. Um, I don't know if, you know, Tyler, you got the numbers off the top of his head, but I think the last couple of games he's thrown at least over 250 passing yards, right? I mean, he's been doing pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think the past few weeks he's been at least over 200, if not 250. I know he finally hit the first 300 mark in since.
2: Yeah. Yeah, put it in a primetime slot too. I I know you know, I don't know whether or not that makes a difference, but I think it's definitely going to fire up. You know, the Packers fans, Packers will be fired up too. Um, Jordan Love's been playing good. I mean, you got it's a touchdown, so I think they'll keep it close. Uh, hopefully, this cover is right at plus seven. Um, but yeah, I'll take the Packers. I'll take the Packers on a road team or on a Chiefs on a road road game. Uh, all right, and then the last pick got the Jags minus seven. Jags. This is a. I put a half unit on this. Um, I, you know, I think the Jags are in a letdown spot, to be quite honest. But I still think they're 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 significantly better, um, you know. Than I, know, I already forgot who are the, the Jags Bengals playing too. The Bengals. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you got you got a backup QB, um, you know, but he hasn't really proven himself yet. That's the only threat here, which is why I did the half unit. I think the Bengals could come out with a little bit of fire and, um, you know, uh, start to kind of get some you know, find their stride, any stride. Um, But yeah, I'll take the, I'll still take the Jags though. Half unit, not as comfortable with it. Um, But yeah, Trevor Lawrence has been playing, Trevor Lawrence has been playing pretty good and shoot what they're like, they got the second best record in the AFC right now. I mean, the top of their division, which I mean, what do you do? But yeah, they're playing pretty good. They're They're playing playing really good. Yeah. Playing pretty good. Which kind of, Kinda of makes me want to question, you know, whether or not they could have a letdown spot. I think there's always that opportunity of a letdown. Um, but I don't think the Bengals are in like a make it right spot either. If they're playing a team maybe like ah, I don't know, somebody like the Lions that want to make it right this week, maybe they'll uh they'd have a better shot, but um yeah, I like the Jacks. I think that's a good Happy pick. I think
1: it's
0: a good pick. I mean, I think the line is yeah. at eight and a half right now, but yeah, seven I think is, is pretty pretty reasonable.
2: Yeah, I think eight and a half. Honestly, at that point, you might even want to touch the Bengals. I don't know though. It's you don't know how the Bengals are going to be. It's in it's in Jacksonville. You know, I don't. It's a warm climate. Jacksonville so typically
0: really- they have some letdowns at home. Um, so th- th- yeah. this could, especially on prime time, this could be a time that that they have a letdown. But um, a letdown in this regard would be less of a win than they were supposed to get. That's the letdown right. that would be there. So I, I still think minus seven is a good number to be at. So, um,
2: yeah, yeah I mean, this is like, I think they only have like one primetime game on their schedule aside from, I think the Thursday night football game they already played. So, uh, you know, this is their time to shine. They might as well use it. Right. You got media coverage, you know, it's a big time for them. So, uh, I, I think they'll, they'll want to try and make it right. All right. Well, fingers, bag crossed, bag
0: fingers crossed you get over 500 this week. That'd be three of, Three out of five would be great, but you know, five of five would be even better. So we'll, we'll we'll wait for that that perfect week. Hopefully, this is the week.
2: This is the week, and if I win, I'm going to blow it all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or I'll just,
2: or I'll just double down next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, just blow I do, it all.
2: I do want to. I do want to throw out one more. I know this is a pro football, and we're talking about it in a lot of NFL, but I just want to throw this out there for anybody. Sure. There's a lock on Saturday, the SEC championship game look at the over on Alabama Georgia. You got two defenses that are nothing compared to what they were last year. It's going to be a lot of offense, take the over.
0: What's the over right what what is the over under right now?
2: 54 and a half.
0: 54 and a half?
2: Yeah. Every SEC championship in the past, I think the, in the past like I think at least the past 7 SEC championships have gone over. Um, and the fact that Alabama's 3 and 0 in an, in the last 3 SEC championships I have a feeling that they're going to come out with offense, not defense compared to the last couple of years where they both had top 10 defenses this year. Georgia ranks like, I think 29 in rush defense. Alabama is not even in the top 20. It's going to be a big, big difference.
1: Hmm.
0: All right. Well, there's your lock of the week for college football. Um, But yeah, we will do an OOB parlay this week. It is not being released right now. We will release it on either Saturday night or Sunday morning. Like we did last time we did a parlay, but we will produce a parlay that hits this week. I promise. We are all putting it, we are all putting the onus on ourselves to create a parlay that will hit for the people. So be sure to follow this parlay this weekend because it will, it will slap. I have it's faith in gas. us. We're all, we're all going to miss. I have faith in us that we're going to slap this thing.
2: Straight gas. Straight gas. Straight
0: gas. <laughs> Anyway, Alex, thanks so much for joining us this week, as always. And we will uh, see how your picks do. And we'll hopefully get some good ones this weekend and next weekend as well. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. That's uh, Peeper's Picks for the week. Anything else from you, Tyler, before we uh, head out
1: for the evening? No, I'm just... Will the Packers win this weekend? I don't want to say anything, okay? Because I don't want to jinx it. We're a fi- we're finally looking good. We should have won the Steelers game, in my opinion. We should have be should be at uh, five hundred right now, but we ended up losing that game. But I'm excited. I'm excited for this Sunday night game.
0: Do you do you like Alex's pick of Packers plus seven?
1: I hate betting on the Packers because one of my buddies does it all the time, and he's like okay, I just need I just need this one guy to hit it. I'm like, we're going to lose now because you did that. I'm like, yeah. why do you keep on betting on the Packers? Stop betting on the Packers. And he's like, well, it makes it more stressful for me. I'm like, want to have a heart attack? I'm like, stop <laughs> stop betting on it. He's like, okay, well, fine. I'll stop betting on my favorite team. And then goes on to bet on the Bucks, And I'm just like,
0: good yeah, job. Do it. Um, Titans at home will be an interesting game against the Colts. So uh, hopefully they can show up and actually even to the series. I just want them to even the series on the season. That'd be great to be one and one have another win under our belt, be five and seven, give, you know, the team and the fan base some hope for the year, potentially, you know, pushing for the playoffs. We'll see because again, it's up in the air. Everybody is, is hovering around that 500 mark right now, this far into the season. I think the Patriots are the only team that are technically out. I don't think they've been eliminated yet, but they're two and nine. There's,
1: There's no team that has been officially mathematically eliminated. The lowest two are the Patriots and the Panthers right now.
0: I think the Patriots are pretty much there. Two and nine. Do you really think a team is going to be eight and nine going into the playoffs this year?
1: No. No. I mean, they could, but I don't think so. I think there's a lot of teams that are after this week. I think we'll see at least three teams, I would say, eliminated from the playoffs. Wow. After this week? Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, we'll see. Be fascinating to watch. It's going to be a good weekend of football. So um, anyway, thanks for watching this week, guys. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our podcasting platforms. We're all over the place. Apple, Google, uh, SoundCloud, everywhere you get your podcasts, we're there. Also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, on YouTube. If you subscribe to us there, we are doing a giveaway of an NFL jersey. If you subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, then follow Out of Bounds on Instagram and JDF as well. You're entered to win a jersey of your choice not to exceed $150. So uh, go over there, follow us on those channels, and have your chance at winning one of those jerseys, which would be great. So um, once we hit 500 subscribers on YouTube, we will give that jersey away right here on JDF. But again, thanks so much for listening this week. We will see you guys next week right here on Out of Bounds.